everyone. Uh, welcome to today's episode of the Mastering Retention Podcast. Uh, I'm Tom Hammond, your host, uh, co-founder of UserWise. And uh, today I am delighted to be with uh, Fred Lapone, um, who comes to us from Canada. You know, I actually am not sure that we've had anyone on from Montreal yet. I know there's a, a couple that I've been trying to get on, but you might be the first. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, well, cool. Uh, well, Fred, before I really, you know, dive into everything, um, yeah. it's gonna be super fun. We get to talk about lots of live ops stuff. Um, I always like to ask, you know, what's your journey? Like, how did you get to where you are? How did you get to working in games? Oh, um, so first of all, thank you for having me. Right. And, um, so now was a question. Um, <laughs> so I started basically in 2009. Uh, arriving in Montreal. Uh, at the time, I was just finishing my studies that had absolutely nothing to do with video games. I studied more in sports management and uh, also uh, corporation communication fields. Um, arriving uh, here in Montreal, like so the, the main goal was to try to get a job into the, the, the video game industry, knowing that it was really strong there. Um, and I would say by uh, some connections and super luck i would say yeah that would be the right term like i was really lucky uh three weeks after arriving that i started uh at ludia and uh at the time i was so i i started as a qa working on uh nintendo ds and nintendo wii games uh and when the the, the company started to pivot on um on the mobile game like especially free-to-play business model uh i had the chance to 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 obtain a job of marketing design so circa 2010 uh first clue i had no idea about what it was uh second clue the person that gave me the promotion had no idea about what it was so let's go let's roll uh and my very 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 uh first gig was on a waldo game but i quickly had to jump on uh, uh jurassic park builder at the time mm. uh, so it was not 2010 it was 2011 so two years as a QA then started uh, into that field and um, that's where you know you have to learn everything from scratch at the time I was not even able to to use Excel for example yeah okay so but a uh, lot of once again a lot of work of course but also a lot of luck um, we, we finally were able to, to, to release a game in 2012 and out of the blue, we were believing in the game, but out of the blue, like the game started to put us on the map because it was like a massive uh, success, relative success. We, we have to remember that in 2012, there was not that much of competition. You know, yeah, did, did, was, were you guys even like free to play IAP at that point? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was totally like the... the it was a tentative to do a free-to-play uh, builder game with like references like the Smurf, you know, on iPhone, like, mm-hmm. uh, and and it, there was the Smurf and maybe uh, some Zynga games more on Facebook. Zynga was starting as well to, to, to get into mobile at the time. And uh, yep, there, there was us on our little scale compared to, to, to those behemoth and uh, well, it worked. Like, I mean, it worked above expectation. 
So that doesn't mean that suddenly the company became a powerhouse, but it was like you, you expect maybe, I don't know, uh, 5K, 10K per day. The yeah. game making 20K like within the, the, the first days. And you're like, okay, so it's clearly above what you, <laughs> what you expect. <laughs> so we must have done something good here, you know? And then after that, like, uh, so that was a very first uh, lucky shot. So the, 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 the occasion to, to, to start to learn um, system design, uh, economy design. There was not, it was not the official term at the time, um, as well as uh, data analysis. Uh, because everything was blended at the time, you had to 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 be able to to at least try to to pretend to understand anything in those fields, to to, <laughs> to try to, to to make it work. Um, then after that, like the, the years passed, I worked on uh, Flintstone, which uh, was a game that uh, unfortunately absolutely did not work. Uh, yep, that was a massive yay failure. You know what's uh, funny? I was yeah. actually thinking about the other day. I was like, "Yeah, whatever happened to the Flintstones IP? Like, I've never it seen was... anything used with that." <laughs> well, to to be honest, we, you know, that's that's a weird period. Like, you have a success, like which you could. When I say you, it's being being like as a being having been worked on on a game that had a success, but also as a company. As a structure, you know, mm-hmm. um, so you become quite confident, you know, like might might be overconfident on some stuff, right? So, yeah, yeah. so, so we did a a, a, a builder uh, on the Flintstone, and uh, on my side, I personally went into the, the very first big uh, trap for any co-designer uh, that, that would be on the planet, that would be like, okay, only think about the, 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 the depth uh, of the game and avoiding the fun. So that was my personal biggest mistake on the game. Uh, and also the, the game has a very unfortunately flawed design that was making it like absolutely not fun to play, uh, especially if you are engaged for more than a more than a week you know like it was a game that was just avoiding all idea of player comfort mm. translation is you know you open a game it's a builder it's on it's on mobiles there's a, a lot of assets to, to to load so it's kind of slow you know and suddenly you have like <laughs> i don't know maybe 50 70 icons representing stuff to collect so you spend one minute two minutes to collect <laughs> and at the same time it was a game like it was a builder with where those actions had to be manually started. So you spend two minutes to collect, but <laughs> it's not launching any action automatically. So you, you, you please, <laughs> at some point, like do something. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately, so it's obviously like there are, there's a lot more reason for, for, for a game to, 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 to not meet success, of course, but those are two, I would say, major flaws uh, regarding the, 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 the steepness of the progression and um, and yeah the pacing of any game session uh, it, it was just counterproductive at some point it was promising but you know playing it was simply like not meeting uh, expectation um, then after this one so I had the chance to jump back onto the, the Jurassic uh, world at the time so franchise so Jurassic world game uh, which was a crazy story as well, uh, but that made success. And then after that, the, 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 the last baby was uh, Jurassic World Alive. So let's 
it, it's really like all my career is about prehistoric creatures in a way but um <laughs> you know it's it's just fun to, to 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 think about it so i with the years i had the chance also to 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 be part of the um, how to define the job of eco design, but also how to define uh, the activity of live ops uh, within the company. I met like tremendous mentors uh, over there. So, so like just for the shout out, like shout out to Benoit Rullier, which was a crazy good uh, leader as a as a creative designer. Uh, shout out to Guillaume Girard that told me so much about live ops uh, methodologies. Uh, shout out to, to to Barbara Laurent and Jérôme Boulon for the for the learnings, the key learnings of what is a free to play. So, and now I'm done with the shout out because I, I, will, I could continue for hours only for that, but you know, so it's, it's literally a story of luck and, you know, getting uh, more and more and more devoted to, to the craft. So, and now I'm done with Ludia. Uh, I, I quit Ludia after uh, almost 13 years and I'm back in a very, very little company called Ultrasine. Uh, we're cooking something right now. Uh, it's going to be related to fashion, but I cannot say more. Uh, yep. So, because I needed to change from dinosaurs <laughs> to, to, to get into closing, you know. Of course, um, dinosaurs are closed, makes, you know. Yeah, well. it's, 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 it's mixing together, you know. It's, everything's working well. Um, so, yeah, here I am. Sorry for the very long uh, <laughs> monologue, but. No, that's great. That's, that's great. Um, Cool. So I know we wanted to talk about a lot of stuff live ops today, which is yeah. one of my favorite topics. So um, Fred, I'm going to start very basic. Yeah. What does live ops actually mean? Oh, I see what you do there. Um, okay. So it's, as for me, so, so the definition that I, I clearly have, it's all related about the activity that you can bring dynamically on your game based on the calendar of events. I would say that. So when I say an event can be a gameplay event, it can be a selling event. Like it's all the activity that are not arriving if you don't do anything and let the game run. Mm. <laughs> you know, let, let's let's be very basic about that. Uh, I know that's and that's a lot of uh, a, a different perspective. Um, well, there's also the, this point of view that I don't really share, which would be like, yeah, every time we have a new content and we do an update of a game, that's live ops. No, that's an update. That's putting new content in. You can use events. You can use like all the, 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 the live ops methodology and tools that you that you can build around, but you can stage these new contents into by events if you want to to create some uh some anticipation around or or, or, or anything like you want to display you can want to, to 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 show to 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 sell something make a very big like splash uh, on the release of a new content because you know it's halloween and we want to make that export yeah okay so take that content and put it in that way but um it goes you know your, your live ops won't be that fresh anymore if you don't have new content to 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 to, yeah. to put in it. But also, if you only put new content without a way to staging them, that's another story. And the the, the last part of what I would define in live ops is definitely with tools that doesn't require you to rebuild your effing game every time you want to add something. <laughs> you need to have other tools so that you can pilot, you can create 
something appearing into your game life without having to rebuild your game every time. This is the most important part, I would say, regarding the methodology and the tools. So basically you're saying over-the-air delivery of some level of something new with no developer input. Mm -hmm. So the developer probably comes in with helping to create the new content stuff. Yes. Live ops is yes. completely separate of them. Exactly. exactly. But at the same time, your live ops team won't be ever as efficient as if it's part of the development team. You know, it's like, so, so the, the way I, I knew it, like we, we, when we started, it was clearly like the same people working on content were also working on live ops. Mm -hmm. um, and then suddenly you discover, uh, it's like discovering the fire. When you start to discover stuff like, oh, CDN. Oh, so you can put images in CDN. That means that we don't need to rebuild a new version because we want to add extra image and high Jurassic wrote the game. It was the whole story <laughs> of, the, of the, you know, like for, for years we've been, uh, we, 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 when, when we identified the, the, the mechanic that could be like uh, adapted to, to, to quick events, like for example, you, you had a battle mechanic in it. Uh, okay, so we have a, a battle mechanic. We also have a, a, a full sequence, which means that that the start, the gameplay event, then a result with a reward distribution. Okay, so it's embedded in the game. So what if we take that back so we can create different variation of it? <laughs> And so after that, you can unlock those, like you can unlock those like at the time you want within the game. So make the Christmas tournament. Yeah, so what do we miss? Oh, we miss a, a, a pop-up with a nice illustration. So yeah, so we just need to develop that. So that will be the next, you know, the, 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 the next improvement uh, after that. But so that's the, the, the fairy tale because the reality was, yeah, you develop the tool, but yeah, so we need uh, five new illustrations. Let's go. Uh, yeah, but each illustration had to be translated. So because the translation was not even, was bundled into the, the, the image, for example. Mm. So it was not a dynamic string. <laughs> uh, so you start to see the horror for, for, for anybody. So a marketing artist had having to, to, to create like nine version of each illustration. And those illustrations were not put on the CD. No, too easy. <laughs> it was built into the game. So every time you wanted to do something, you had to rebuild. You used like HConf uh, uh, <laughs> files where you could have used JSON, you know, to unlock some content into the game. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a good learning curve, uh, I would say. So, so maybe here's a question yeah. for some yeah. people um, You know, okay, that sounds fancy, but like, shouldn't I just be able to make a really great game that players just want to play? Like, why do I need to do all this extra stuff that just sounds like a hassle to me? Well, uh, that's, that's a great question, actually. Like, it, you know, when you create a service, like, okay, let's demystify the video game, like the, 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 the free-to-play video game a little. You're just running a service. So imagine that you're, instead of running a video game, you're just running, I don't know, a ski station. That's a yeah. service, right? Mm -hmm. So of course you identify how you can make money and stuff, but imagine that you start, you, you, you inherit of a ski station and you only have two slopes. 
one yep. for very professional because you know one of your old bosses was really a, a great sportsman that wanted to have like and the other one is like you know the, the mickey mouse version of slopes for really kids you know young kids yep. uh okay so what do you want to do <laughs> so what are the motivation of people that might come to a place how do you how do you identify the the, the different public the different motivation of different publics so you know so what would be the next version of slopes that you want to develop what are the your, your capacity and stuff like that so imagine that you develop everything so that's your base game do you want to do something special for christmas do you want to do something special for halloween would there be something do you want to create some i don't know some small tournaments every week because you identify that you might have a, a, a part, small part of the of the of the public that might be interested in it, or more, that you could convert some casual uh, ca casual visitors into developing some kind of passion through competition, into doing ski. <laughs> you know, it's simple as that. You know, it's all about the motivation. So, whenever you 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 want to get into a live up strategy for for a service. Of course, you're, you're trying to, 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 to increase, to act at least on three uh, different categories for your game. That's a frequentation, you know, people coming back. There's something new to see, mm. you know? So it can be also creating a routine. So still into the frequentation. The second one would be like to spend everything that they have in game to sync. You create things. You just want to 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 make people spend. They're gonna spend time. It's okay, but can they spend also like some some in-game currency that they earn? You know, so you you can try to regulate your economy. Yep. And the and the last version is of course, can I monetize something? Can I create a a a, a feeling of urgency or I want a, a, to to compete or what what would be the effort versus reward ratio of any given. Uh, events depending on the level of player that i'm trying to target here um you know so, so, so configuration are almost infinite in that field so mm. when when on, on the live for example crafting the game was literally made that on, on three different chapters. there was a discovery chapter um somebody discovered the game like okay so it's oh it's a pokemon uh, it's like a pokemon go with dinosaur okay you know, so, okay, uh, so what would make me like coming back if I'm only interested into seeing new stuff or maybe like, I don't know, walk with my kids into the park, right? So, and maybe take some pictures with uh, augmented reality dinos with my kids. So that I would put that into the discovery, the light usage. And as long as there's something new, it feels fresh, you know? So every time you get new content, you trigger that little discovery. But then after that, you know, when as, if I start to engage into an, uh, 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 an activity, I start to to try to 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 find some kind of you know completion, self-completion of achievement, right? Mm. So that's where I start to 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 set up myself with different kind of 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 objective. Like, and th those objectives can be very different from one player to another. But let's say, for example, okay, I'm into I want to collect every theropod because I got a problem with theropod in my life, or I want to get all the different variation of of uh, velociraptors. I want to have every creature. I want to, you know, like the, the list can go and on and on and on. And that's where you usually put like, okay, I want to finish the campaign. 
I find the story compelling. I want to get, you know, to, 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 to be to the end of it. So that's the second chapter. The third chapter of engagement will be definitely social. And that's a very broad definition. So whether we're talking about, yo, I'm coming back into the game because I want to, to, to do stuff with some friend within the game, but I would extend that definition to, I'm blocked into that game. So I'm start to look up to forums and eventually start to make friends on external forums, whether we talk about the forums of the company or forums outside or being on Reddit or whatever. That means that I start to spend time around the activity that is represented by my game. When you have the, the when you have those players, this category of player is very, very, of course, very precious. So, and those are the ones that are giving you the most, you know, interesting information about what they like. So that, that's where you can like start to, to cluster because the information is almost free with them when you start to, 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 to engage a little more with them. So I, I sort of understand this idea of um, like a player motivation or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Like people talk about it all the time, right? Yeah. Um, but how have you, or I don't know if you ever like done this wrong, but like, how do you figure out what someone's actual motivation is at this point in time? Because I imagine also not only does a player have a certain motivation of what they like about the game, but in this particular session, they probably have a different motivation than in a different, you know, another one. So how, how do you actually figure um, out what their motivation is? So it might sound, uh, you know, let's, let's go old school on this. <laughs> So we, we had a ton of work with people describing their day. What if I was playing this game in the morning? What would be, what would be the, 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 my main motivation? If, I, if I'm waking up like, okay, I'm going, I'm going into the bathroom, I have five minutes. <laughs> what, what should I do? You know, and, and, that's, and, and starting from there and starting to be really uh, cruel you know, it's a lot of cruelty regarding like the, the, the love that you want to put in the game, but almost no game survives the bathroom test, for example, for this. But you have to realize that, yeah, there's a lot of people that's going to use the game like that. And so that there's, so it's, you have to put yourself into the shoe of, okay, let's imagine that I'm really engaged into competition. So that means that if I'm starting and I'm opening the application, am I ready to spend 30 minutes into it? Am I ready to engage myself for two minutes and for what results? It all, it's always going back to this configuration. So then after that, any motivation regarding the session and the time of the day session will be related to that. You know, for the most engaged people, uh, and, 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 you know, if you want to, to make a very stereotyped version, and I, my, my main advice is really to always start with the most stereotyped version of personnel that you can imagine regarding motivation, you know, and 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 because at least you're gonna you're gonna be like your game will make sense out of that, you know. I was talking about yeah, somebody that just want to discover and you know the, the practical situation is okay. I'm gonna use a game just because you know whenever I go into the park with my kids, yeah. I'm just gonna take our pictures. Okay, what the fuck do you want to sell to those people? The answer is nothing. So okay. Let's not waste time, try to sell them stuff. It's okay. 
And I, and I think that is the most like common sense reaction and you can start to build upon that. And, and, and then after that, of course, with the engagement comes the, 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 the chance to monetize, you know? So the more players engage, the more you can try to monetize them, right? And so if, of course, if you, you, you gauge that the competition uh, might earn you a lot more uh, selling opportunities than any other motivation. So that, yeah, okay, so stop playing to yourself. <laughs> so now you have a service when you can say that when somebody's discovering the game, should I focus my time to try to monetize at least a little the big amount of people that's going to discover? But you know that it's going to be hard because you have an idea about the situation they're in. Or should I find a way, whether we talk about the progression of my game or the events that I might try to, 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 to put somewhere, you know, to always have a, a way to maybe, maybe enforce the funnel of conversion, of motivation conversion within the game. Mm -hmm. So somebody that went to discover, blah, blah. And, and then, you know, for, for, for regarding more precisely to your question, somebody that is really, really, really engaged, uh, still on the example of, of uh, Jurassic World Alive, like I'm playing two minutes in the morning. Of course, it's just to collect my stuff because I'm in that routine of collecting. And yep. my main goal is just to, uh, to, to, to level up or to, 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 uh, to optimize my main roster, the roster that I use for fighting. So every action that I will do is not about the action. It's about the ultimate consequence of the action, what I'm looking for after the action. So if you realize that, so that, that, that's where the, the, managing that game, and it's still, I, I, I believe it's still uh, uh, up to this day, managing the game is really to, 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 to monitor very closely what are the most hottest creature, you know? So what are the, the most used, the biggest win rate? You know, just to verify the impression of players, right? So sometimes you have a discrepancy between, oh, that creature is really too strong, blah, 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 quitting the game. You look at the result, okay, that creature has a barely like 45% of win rate. Okay, so there's a misperception here. Um, and then after that, you can start to, to, to think about, yeah, what if we wanted to enforce that creature or that other creature because we define, so we want it to, 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 we want to make it like a, crazy counter and we want to change the meta around this creature for the next, you know, for the next year, for example, or that new mechanic represented by this creature. So you have to think about your uh, distribution channel. And the distribution channel, like even the simplest, like, you know, the free gift that you can get uh, after doing three missions, stuff like that. So if you want to enforce your new creature, this free gift would be opened by beginners, but it would be open also by, uh, by masters. So, so do you want to use that? Yeah, let me see if I'm wrapping my mind around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, going a little bit. So I'm, I haven't, honestly, I really haven't played uh, much Jurassic yeah. World. I, yeah, I kind of yeah. got burned out on Pokemon Go. Um, <laughs> that, you're but, right. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's use Clash Royale as an example. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking about like that idea of sessions and stuff here. Yes. Um, so you know, let's say I'm still actively engaged in Clash Royale. Maybe yeah. in the morning I wake up, yeah. 
I log in because I want to open the chest that's been running overnight and I want to start opening the next one. And that might be all that I do in that session. Maybe there's a free gift or something too, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have time to play. And then later in the day, probably, you know, during some period of time, maybe I'm sitting on the toilet as you kind of outlined, I log back in and I do my uh, clan war responsibilities or whatever, because it kind of alternates, or at least it used to. Um, and then, you know, th that's like my obligation. And then probably through the day, there's probably a few more of those like sessions, like as the chests are unlocked, they're probably tied to the push notifications and whatnot there too, mm -hmm. collecting the free stuff. And then finally, let's say at like 7 PM, then I actually log in. I play for 30 or 60 minutes, like just actually playing the game, you know, getting some more chess, whatever. Um, I could, in theory, look at a breakdown of like a player history to see, okay, for this session, these are the things that they did after they logged in. So I can kind of infer what were they trying to do? What was their motivation? Oh, they were trying to do their clan wars. They were trying to actually play the game. They're trying to do whatever. Um, am I kind of on par so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I, let's say that I look, I look at it the other way. It's not uh, by trying to, to, I prefer defining the, 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 the hypothesis of usage. So, okay, somebody that would be very engaged, I expect them to open this, open this, open this in the morning because we're gonna distribute it. So we have the intention mm -hmm. of distribution. Then after that, use the data to see if we hit or miss the distribution. Gotcha. Okay. So now we can change the strategy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's, um, more like, it's more like this. So if I if I did find that that was the case, you know, yeah. would it ever make sense for me to, um, let's say that I find players typically play the game like they, they log in to actually yep. play it yep. between seven and eight p.m. Would it make sense for me to like in my live op system try to give a free gift at like say like six forty five maybe with like a push notification or something to like encourage that person to remind them, hey. This is when you usually log in. Here's a free gift. Oh, I'll come in and collect that. And oh, I probably am about the time where I would actually um, play the game. So maybe I'll play it at this point in time. So the question is, what do you want to achieve with that? Uh, as, I guess uh, as a manager. Yeah, I'm more trying to ask, like, what is a good way to think about segmentation here? Like, how do you group? Um, people? How do you actually use this information of um, desires? It's um, so I'm going to have a big <laughs> somewhat unpopular opinion here but um so too much data is just killing the 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 the, the common sense mm. sometimes just sometimes that's that's why I, I i put way more on face it's not about on 100% good feeling let's i'm not saying that but i put a lot a lot of on phases as as a player what let me try to answer the question when i'm designing a path of, of, uh, of progression and uh, uh, a succession of events that I'm going to do within the game is mm. why the hell will I do that in the very first place? You know, funny story, like something that absolutely didn't work <laughs> and that you don't need data to, to, to see that, but, you know, people waited for data for that, but okay, it was on uh, Jurassic World again. Um, we worked a lot to 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 put uh, some boosters like a, a boosters mechanic. So big, basically, the game was really like uh, a poker style uh, battle game 
when you have to gauge how much attack points the opponent's gonna it's gonna do so it's fun but it's very repetitive so to try to 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 to, to put some uh, a variation on the gameplay like uh, the, the idea of booster cards was implemented so oh now i can do double attack i can do that which was changing drastically but to introduce that oh my god we tried to as well uh use another uh, we, we wanted to leverage uh, the Raptors Den, which was something very important into the movie. So we created a very, very uh, excruciating uh, feature to try to grind uh, some resources. And you had to do like maybe 15 minutes of grinding. And that's long. 15 minutes of grinding is very long, you know, in one yeah. session. Uh, so you press buttons, you're losing new resources, press button. Oh, the dinosaur is in 3D. Oh, that's blue. Oh, blue is cute. Okay, but damn, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> At the end, okay. Oh, you reach a step. Congratulations, you're grand enough. Uh, let's let's play a lottery where you, where you win like booster cards. Okay, what are booster cards? Those are cards that you can use into the game. So, okay, so can I use them for battles that are usually difficult? No, you can only use them into the booster cards and then PvP, which was a PvE at the time. Mm. So you get into that booster type PvE event, da, da, da. So, and you get and you get crushed. You get crushed. Oh my God, I had like to play maybe five times. And so at, in the end, like, after five times, I finally won. But at the time, you have to realize that at the time I opened the game and I finally able to win a, a, a bloody game like this, it's like 30 minutes of gameplay. So I'm like, okay, so I won. Okay. And then what did I win? <laughs> you win a fucking lottery when you can win booster cards. <laughs> so you see that you like... Sorry, I got a question. Why did why the hell did we do that? Because that's <laughs> does anybody wants to play that again? Oh no, that's you know that's shitty. I don't want to. Okay, so what do you expect regarding the data? <laughs> Are you really expecting that by miracle some people get engaged? Yeah, because we think that's fun. Oh yeah, okay. So here we go for the most unpopular opinion of all time regarding free to play. Is the only reason. Uh, for you to, to, to think that somebody will play your game, it's because it's fun on the long run. That's a death wish. Sorry. I'm, I'm very sorry about that, but you, it's going to be fun. I'm going to have fun to play sometime around, but you need a feeling of progression because we're doing a service on the long run. Yeah. Of progression. You need to, to, to be able to talk about something about somebody. It's like, you know, like would soccer, football uh, be as developed as now if you didn't have some leagues and some professional institution and, and, and taking this game and to, to, to put some extra rules and organize clubs and no. Yeah. So you, yeah, there, there, there are a ton of, 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 of games that are fun, like slam ball. You can play basketball on trampolines. But <laughs> it's not as developed, you know. <laughs> Because institutions are not developed around, but it's fun. It's dangerous, but it's fun. So that's that. That's the reason. You 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 have to realize that when, when something is fun, you have a gem in your hands. But you have to define something that makes re it really interesting to pour your time into it, develop skills, collect something around. But th that collection, what it will bring to me, 
more ways to play or maybe something to 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 some va- to provide me some vanity advantage i want to brag you know becoming the best player of the world of this game but i need players you know what i'm saying so so do you think that that event where you got the booster cards would have yeah. worked if you could have taken the cards back into like the main pvp type level i mean for for me as a player i see the interest of it but at the same time after that it becomes a ratio of how much time and how much currency that i have to sink into it mm-hmm. for what kind of advantage after that Right. So if you tell me that every time I need to 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 pro like 15 minutes of game just to help me, you know, avoiding to waste three minutes of my time, you know, it's not worth a worth a yeah. shot, right? So keep it logical. And then after that, when you have a logic and you think that okay, then you can start to 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 find tweak, find what that now you can start to 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 fight your own belief. You know, and, and use the data to tell you you're wrong. It's okay, but at least you started with something that you can understand. Because as a user, you would understand that. Yeah, I I heard some wide wise words one time uh, when talking to some game economists that you know basically said you can have your Excel spreadsheet as perfect as you think it can be but you always need to play that build because once you're playing and you get that one coin and you're like. Yeah. Wow, that's disappointing. Like it, you know, feels completely <laughs> wrong, and you've got to go back to the drawing board. Totally. You know, one of the biggest uh, hurdle in, into the, the the game companies. So the way I see it is, how can you make your uh, your design team at least a little more like data sensitive? I would not say 100% data driven, of course, but at least understanding how to get the data, understanding like what question what hypotheses they want to verify and how they could use like a, a tool, like, I don't know, like Mixpanel, uh, Amplitude, like name it. So, 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 so really like literally so there's a tool that you want, but how can I use that tool to verify that I'm in the right direction or not? So what are my hypotheses? If I think that personally, I would, you know, the end at the end of the day, it's literally like, I think that I would play like this. So your main goal is to understand how much representative of the population you are. Mm. And maybe you're representative on only two percent of the people. You know, I've worked with people, great people that, uh, uh, that, uh, uh, that were like massive, massive engaged whales on other games, and their expectations were like really like specific on the games they were working on. Mm. But suddenly, there's, there's a moment that you start to listen to them. You see that there's a little. Uh, the amplitude like regarding the demographic is not that big. Yeah. But you get a spike of engagement of a very, and you're like, okay, so that's how it is. You know, so everything has to be put into context of the expectation of somebody. Yeah. You know, back to the ski station, like if I'm only here for, for, for family trips, you know, I don't want to spend that much. I already have kids. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to have some nice money, but I, do I want to do I belong to the economic definition of uh, a sports guy so you know the economic definition being like if I say that I'm doing sport then I'm a sports guy so yeah so come with me I'm gonna bring you sports 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 sport everywhere and sell you sports 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 sport accessory it's okay <laughs> you know but the family the family guy won't be necessarily interested yeah unless we find a, 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 another function where they can fulfill the passion hmm. of sports 
but also yeah. we take care of the kids, right? So that's, you know, you have to juggle with everything. My God, we talk about everything, but live ops, I love it. But that's uh, that's deeply connected. So yeah. yeah, that's great. Oh, okay. Jumping back to live ops, I do have a question for yeah. you. Yeah. Um. So I've been seeing a lot of games lately that have neglected to add live ops um, in soft launch before going into even global launch. Um, and I actually had this question posed to me. I had some theories, but you know, why is it that it seems like adding live ops is often the last item on the roadmap for games often ends up getting cut or, you know, when, you know, these live ops activities account for 50, sometimes upwards of 80% of a game's revenue, like, why is it often at the end and where do you think it actually should be in terms of priorities? So first problem is talking about live ops as this black box entity that you need to, to, to provide. Uh, live ops is an ensemble of methodologies that will go around your features. So whenever you design a feature, you should always have a, a check. Okay, what if we wanted to extract some part of it to make it a live event, mm-hmm. you know, so it it so that way it can start like one year, two years before even trying to launch something. But it's all about like oh, we're working on a on a game. It's gonna be a campaign, RPG battles into a campaign, story driven, blah blah. I'm like cool. So let's take the block. Like it's like playing Legos. So let's take that block of a fight. What if we could like okay, so the chapter organized. Like, okay, we have certain fights per chapter. Okay, cool. So what if we could take one track, reduce it, say, could we have a tool to adjust like manually the amount of fight that we want and put some fight? Okay, so intro screen and screen rewards. Okay, that, okay, that is a live ops tool for me. And one configuration that would be embedded within the game will be the yep. main mode. It's okay, but it's two of the same, but that methodology, you know, has to be. Uh, has to be implemented literally it's it has to be a reflex and with a, a MacGyver kind of approach like we're not talking about a new feature whenever we talk about a live ops version of something existing within a game we're yeah. talking about what are the missing tools that we just need to provide the second problem is generally when we talk it's really related to the motivations. But when you talk about live ops or you talk about a feature, we're really talking about toolbox here. So while nobody will you know, have a big debate about what is a hammer, a lot of people will debate about the way do you, you want to plant your nails, the way you want to kill somebody with a hammer, the way you, you know, names are used of, of that. So, and that can bring a lot of frustration. Um, once again, uh, so the biggest example I remember. So, so sorry because I'm gonna be back on that game. So alive was alive creating. is great, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's we have a really we have a shit ton of avenue regarding the different events. We we really went uh, crazy on this one. Uh, it might not be the best live ops that you could imagine, but very proud of having like 60, 70 events per week. You know, so that's and that was just almost sustainable for, for little team. But, you know, we had so much fighting regarding uh, how to implement a PVE battle option that you can have access on the map. So, yes, it was a new feature by itself, but the feature was actually to put something on the map with that kind of visual 
which is not, not an easy fit. And then after that, being able to, 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 to create different parameters for the fight into it. Like whether we talk about requirements, uh, the, 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 the strength of the opponent, stuff like that, right? So the rules of the fight. So we were talking about developing a toolbox. But the thing is that feature went back and forth between different stakeholders. For a long time, we lost maybe one month or two months of conversation because nobody was agreeing on what would be the target of this wonderful feature. And you know, on, on a system point of view, system design point of view, like that's a toolbox, you know? So what if I tell you that we can make that for very engaged people with a certain difficulty with the reward that you want and make it very accessible, make it make another version very accessible for other players that are beginning. So the, the debate is not what we're gonna do <laughs> because what we're gonna spend time and money on is developing that toolbox, right? Then after that, so, and, and, and the, the, real, uh, the real teaching behind that situation is literally stop presenting your, you know, stop presenting a, a live ops feature as a full feature that has to be perfect by itself. So you can start to present like we don't, we want to, 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 to find like you know, uh, find the smallest change that we can do on the game, but that will allow us to do this, 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 and at the same time, present, be able to present a calendar of events that will illustrate this small feature. Mm. Then you can start to present the ID. You know, you are oh, you, you like the game because da da da. So I like to, to play the game because I'm very competitive. So I can do this event. Yeah, but that this event very easy to, oh, I can do it. And I'm gonna run on it for 30 seconds, but what, gonna, what I'm gonna get for this? You know, so on the design part, you have to, 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 to feel about the whole small loop experience that you're gonna bring from the, you know, always the effort reward ratio into it, like always put that into perspective. And so if we had presented that that way, like the feature would have been developed like the feature, the toolbox, uh, so to speak, would have been developed like within three days because it took three days to develop, right? Plus QA, but you know, it's it's a small thing, but but so that that's, it's a lot of misunderstandings about what it is. And there's a lot of, uh, uh, um, I don't know, maybe, uh, mysticism, over-representation about what is live ops like. Because when we say the word live ops, we always imagine like this Top Gun team, blah, blah. Why the reality is like it's just an ensemble of methodology and tools that you just have to be like, with being a little clever sometimes, as it can happen, like you, you, you can say that, oh, yo, that battle was cool. Yeah, it's in the game. Yeah, okay. So what, what is missing for us to take it from this and have uh, 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 make another version still in the game but it will be like that we can trigger from you know online tools okay let's go mm. and it's all about this it's all about finding the small stuff like and in the, the best way i would say the best way to 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 start to to make people understand like when you're working with uh people that might see no live ops is not important blah blah is okay let's work on a shop and I'm, let's make a proposition. So imagine a shop where you could trigger special offers. Oh my God. But yeah, and, and yeah, but triggering the special offers without doing another version. 
uh, it still exists in 2022, so don't believe me. But, you know, so, okay, so, oh, what the hell could we do that? So imagine that it's Christmas and we are able, like, just by launching something on the internet from your Chrome station, <laughs> you know, you can click on something to say that, you know what, I want to use that offer into that position. Wow. You know, okay. So now you can start to negotiate. You know, so you have the, you now you start to sell the idea of what would be needed. And you know what? You would never have all those tools at the same time, right off the bat. Yep. But it's okay. Yep. Any baby step is a good step already. That makes sense. So, when, so are you kind of saying that basically on day one, when we start making the game for real, yep. I should be designing with this idea in mind? Yes. Always think about what would be a typical calendar of events but you know always start with a naive idea uh like let's imagine like okay there's two weeks what would happen between those two weeks that i would find very cool okay a succession of small event here, here, here and every time i make progress into the first week oh i can use super cool stuff to do on the second week does it make sense i don't know yet but i think it's cool okay so now we have that game and we start to work that game so oh what could i take to make it feasible, just to be able. And, and in the end, if I end up like with only being able to do like two events, one on semaine A, uh, week A, sorry, uh, one on week B, and the reward of week A allows me to do something with B, I'm just saying like something totally off the down, of course, uh, uh, but at least it's a progress. You made a progress as, a, uh, as an organization because you were able to trigger events. And that, that now you can start to feel the pain points of setting up those events. Mm. So, oh, okay, imagine, oh, what if I could have like a, 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 a white slash blacklist system to make quick restriction because it would be so much easier. Okay, so that's your new feature for the next time. Oh yeah, okay, cool. That's but it's, it's, it's literally like a little less scary to think about that kind of feature, right? Yeah. <laughs> and to talk about, yeah, I need a, a, a tournament fully uh, fully with requirement because no, 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 no. Okay, stop. Everybody's going to have a heart attack because nobody will have the budget for that. <laughs> so recycle. <laughs> Go green. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, we, we have been working a lot, a lot under that uh, uh, that motto, like for, for, for the past few years. And that's, you know, a, a great organization will start to, 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 to spend some time and that, kudos to, 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 to Ludia management at the time for spending a lot of time into the, the, the live ops tools, like circa 2017, because we gather all the feedback, all the pain points on all the projects. Yeah. And started to say, what if, we could just do that. Okay, so let's put some money on the table right now and let's have a special team working with a first version to follow up once precise game. Then after that, this team will go with another game to see what are the differences. So, and, and, and you start to, 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 to see the difference yeah, you start to share the knowledge, right? So, so uh, I feel like we could keep going for a long time, but I know we're pretty much out of time here. So I do have, you know, one <laughs> final question for you. Yeah. And that is, you know, since we are on the Master Retention Podcast, of course, um, what's one tip or trick or lesson you learned over the years to help, you know, encourage players to come back each day, week, month, ideally, you know, year after year? Um. 
Damn. Okay. Uh, um, beef. Okay. What can be? What can maintain your social interaction around the game fresh? That's my question as an answer. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so, how can you find a way to make people talk about your game? So, yeah, that's the hardest part. But then, with those kind of people, listen to those people once you have identified them. Listen to what they are expecting. How did they did it play? If some people, some part of them are really into like helping other player, okay, what are the tools that you can bring? What are the kind of events where they can try to 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 shine doing the same function, social function? Uh, for the competitors, hey, you know the drill. But so you know that you, you will understand that some competitors really don't like to not be the first every <laughs> you know, the, the days some people can be very engaged and spend like sixty thousand $60,000 into your game and the days they are not first anymore into a competition just drop. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But that, that's where the social like pressure can, can come in. But it's a very precise situation. Know your audience. Uh, try to understand like the different chapters of engagement that they reach. Like some people that are only for freshness, you know that you might not be able to monetize them. So don't waste your time on this. Think about like maybe how to convert them into a next step of the usage of the service that you're building. If you offer collection, how to engage people into your collection. If you offer a storyline, how to engage them to the storyline. Like what are the different uh, features that are tied to, 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 to this completion? And from there, like what are the openings into your core game? Because if your core game is solid, like the live ops will be just a, a, a derivative, like small core loops ensemble uh, out of it. Um, how solid it is, how it's the call loop making sense regarding transforming somebody that was just here to discover and that now is able to spend maybe one hour a day at least to talk about the game. What can make it engaging? Do you have that? If you don't have that, it's not the end of the world, but just be aware that you don't have that because you won't waste time. Try to do something upon something you don't have. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Fred. Um, no hopefully we can maybe have you uh, back on the show at some point. I feel like we could go for yeah. another. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Um, no but, uh, yeah. Thank you so much. No problem. Bye-bye.